Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Jay here with my stalwart companion, Chris, broadcasting yes, to you from the Black Fortress on the planet Krull. Hey, bring on Kevin Sorbo! That's that's Krull, not Cull. But you're close. Ah. Both start with K. Well, let's go! You are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy... Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds podcast. Oh yeah. Alright, well, so we got a bunch of stuff to talk about uh, today. Um... Yeah, uh, we got uh, we got comics, we got movies, we got a discussion question, so and all that nerd juices in between. The nerd juices are flowing, man. <laughs> nerd juices are flowing. Uh, all right, so let's get started with what you read this week. Uh, we were going to talk about a couple of the Rebirth comics yeah. that, that we read. Um, did you read all of them? Because yes, we, I did. Okay, because we've got um, this this week or last week. By the time people hear this, it'll be last week. We had the release of Batman, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns. And Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, Rebirth, I read them all. Rebirth one, so they're all uh, kind of the jumping jumping off after uh, Jeff Johns' uh, Rebirth one shot. Um, which one do you want to start with? Did you? What did you like the best out of all of these? Um, why don't we start with the Batman? I'm okay. a big Batman. We're a big Batman we, fan. Let's, big, start with, Batman let's start with. Let's start with the Dark Knight himself. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so this was uh, written by Scott Snyder, who's just he's been killing it oh, on, yeah. on on Batman. Yeah. Uh, illustrated by uh, oh also sorry and Tom Tom King. So it was co-written by Scott Snyder and Tom King. Right. And then uh, uh, the illustrator's Michael Janin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get this for about two ninety nine at your local comic book store. If you're in the Central Florida area and especially near Vieira, make sure you go to Vieira Comics to pick that up. <coughs> Bring money. <laughs> Or you can go to Comixology, you know, if you want to kill the industry like like I am. Certain people are. Um, so this issue follows a week with Batman as he faces off against the Calendar Man. Which is cool for me. But this is this is a villain you don't see much action with. No, no, it's definitely... You see, I, the only time I got the most, like, involved with the Calendar Man, mm-hmm. and me being a Batman fan, mm-hmm. was the Arkham games. Yeah, it's yeah. It's the only time you really ever see him. Otherwise, yeah, he's he's sort of a uh, you know, not a very prom not he's very prominently like, featured. He's kind of like Egghead, you know. He, he was one of those '60s he's like villains that you were like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. I don't even know like what his shtick normally is. But but anyway, in this comic book, he gets a major power upgrade because he has a weather machine. Uh, that he's using to uh, unnaturally advance the season, season. So it's like Monday is spring, Tuesday is summer, uh, Wednesday is uh, you know fall. Could be fall. That's how it goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so his his end game is to release these spores that presumably not be good for the city. Um, that he got himself, not from Ivy, not from anything like that. Somehow he I, got them. Well, I felt like it would be a really great team up to have this yeah. incarnation of Calendar Man and, and Poison Ivy. So, uh, in in addition to having this machine, he also now has the ability apparently to uh, molt his skin. Yes, I thought that was really cool. Like he becomes this old, withered old man, and then he busts out like a snake, and then all of a sudden he's a young dude again. Yeah, yeah. It's like the uh, his his age sort of mirrors the mirrors the seasons. And yeah. It, yeah. Really interesting. Um, so let, let's talk about the good, the good and the bad and the favorite moments. So the well, like always, how do we like the artwork? Uh, artwork is beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. The story, I give it. Um, did, did you like the, the, the I, story? I think this is pretty neat. I like that they were going into a, a different different section. I always love those little nooks and crannies that they're they're reading. These are those those little pieces that um, you don't see every issue. Mm-hmm. It's not him fighting the Joker over a chemical lab. It's not him solving one of the Riddler's puzzles. This this is something that you don't see very often. It's a little, little re- different. I little was happy different. to see it. Yeah, we kind of get a little bit of. A, a, they're establishing the the new status quo for Batman in this yes. in this rebirth, uh, the the rebirth um, kind of event. Uh, I'll call it. Yep. Um, we you know we get some supporting cast shown to us. We, we see Alfred. We see Commissioner Gordon. We see this character named Duke Thomas, who I, I really I don't know a lot about him. Uh, 
I, I just I had I, to actually Wikipedia. Yeah, to, to look I him saw up. the suit. You know who I thought he was? I thought it was Batwing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's who I thought. I, I thought he saw. was the Batman Falcon. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The Falcon, if you he, will. He's he's this character who I guess he was he was introduced in Batman Year Zero, which shows me I need to read that book. And and he's currently part of this comic called We Are Robin. Oh. Um, and something when I say that, you even like that, have like, that. I even have it. I, no, I've read it. I've, I, I have read it, but I I haven't read any. I just read nah. issue one. Yeah. Uh, but suddenly when I said we are Robin, I, I'm hearing the Allstate jingle. Like, we are Robin. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. <laughs> um, so the, the books, it, to me, it seemed a little bit like filler, but it's entertaining filler. Yeah, but, you know, for me, not for nothing, I look at the Batman comic and go, oh, great, here's another kid. He's going to lure to his death. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, he really hasn't lured any kids to their death that have stayed dead. Uh, so yeah, even if he dies, okay. he'll he'll come back. Yeah, it's okay, all good. Okay, just it's like he died and then he came back. Dead, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. So um, so the bad. Um, uh, so I don't know. Do, do, I have a lot more. I here. didn't find the. Du- I did. I, I don't really care for the Duke Thomas character. I just looked and I went, "How did this kid get automatically thrown into the Batcave already?" I'm like, damn. Well, yeah, that that was that was sort of my complaint. Like now he's just selling tickets. He's like, you want to come and see? Now it's starting <laughs> to look a little creepy. He's like, hey, you want to come down to my cave? Inviting young children you know, down to the Batcave. That, a little suspect. That, that's kind of creepy. No, I, I don't have as much a problem with the Duke Thomas character. I think it's nice to introduce someone new and especially they, a character. They could have done it a little differently. Uh, uh, you know, not he just shows up in the Batcave. But but um, I I just think there's no. There's no indication in the story as to who he is or or how he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Maybe he did the Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he just knew. He just knew he had that he look. He knew in five minutes. I he met decided. you once and you had that look in your eye. You are Batman, you MFR. You, bat, you are Batman. I, I don't know. I mean, so you really have to be familiar with nah. the current continuity to know who he is. So that, that would be my you know one of my complaints. But who knows? They might explain that later on. And, and the other thing, too, was we had such a great start with Rebirth number one, and I felt as though there was no follow-through in this issue. So in Rebirth, we're told that there are now three Jokers running around. Why not follow up with it? That's a, kind of an interesting yeah, idea. Yeah, but I found that kind of interesting. Like, I liked looking at the different... I went, okay, that's kind of cool. No, no, no. I, I didn't mind that at all. What I'm talking about is in the Jeff Johns one-shot, they mentioned that there are now three Jokers. Yeah. There's no mention of it at all in this Batman rebirth. Right, they also don't mention if they're related. They don't mention... They really don't mention anything They don't. They don't bring it up at all. So it just would have nice to see a little bit of follow-through. Uh, my favorite moment in this, there's a, uh, there's a great splash page... Where you just the you see giant the back cave, the, the back cave, yeah. and, and you can see the tumbler in the background. Yep, yep. I looked and I was like, "All right, I guess." Yeah, I, I liked it. That was that was really cool. You for me. liked it. I liked it. Not everybody liked it. I liked it. Um, okay. Well, um, what was a, another rebirth comic that you read that 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 you really enjoyed? Well, let's why don't we go down down the list? Uh, let's let's take a look at Superman. I actually like this concept. Okay. I'm right. not a Superman fan, but I found this interesting. Okay. All right. So we have Superman Rebirth 1. It's being written by Peter Tomasi, being illustrated by Doug uh, Mankey. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Again, $2.99. You can get, pick it up at your local comic book store. Uh-huh. Uh, so the, the, the plot of this is that pre-52 Superman waits for 52 Superman to rise from the grave. I'm just going to refer to them. Like the Great up. Pumpkin. Like the, like the Great... He is like Linus and the Great Pumpkin. He's the, he's the Superman Great Pumpkin. I'm just going to refer to them now as pre-52 and new 52. That's that's my that's my call signs for the two different Supermen. Do you just Superman. want to do collared and no collared? <laughs> collared and... Yeah, no, co- no collared and no collared. Collared and no collared. Um, so, collared but, Superman. At, at, at this point, um, we have, uh, you know... New Fifty Two Superman has has died. Uh, Pre Fifty Two Superman is waiting for him to come back to life because, in his own experience, after he died, he was killed by Doomsday. He came back to life, so he's thinking that it is, since they're sort of living sort of parallel, similar lives, that the same thing's going to happen. Um, you know, mainly though, this comic book for me was the equivalent of one of those clip shows. You ever like you know watch the old sitcoms? Yeah, yeah. Where like somebody's, you know, Uncle Alex is in the hospital, and so we're going to reminisce on all the wacky, zany adventures we got into. So you really don't get an original episode. You just get yeah. a lot of pieces of old episodes Those are what together. we call phoning it in. Yeah. And so, you know, 
I'll get into that later, but you know, so we it's kind of a clip show at um, so Superman or I'll call him pre fifty two uh, is going to New Fifty Two's grave. He runs into Lana Lang. You mean his Ziploc bag? <laughs> what? What do you mean? So they scooped him into a Ziploc bag. The dude's ashes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's ashes. He's ashes. Um, you know. One of the things that kind of bothers me is that he'll for, be back for a guy who's trying to keep a low profile pre fifty two. He wears a big friggin' S on his chest, you know, like. But that's the symbol of hope in yeah, his planet. I know, yeah, but it's also a symbol of well, hey, I'm Superman, and it just it, it maybe does... he's walking around, you know, and he's like, I bought this at Hot Topic. Maybe I I don't know. You don't that, know what he's that, he's got the beard. Well, why not just wear a completely black suit or just a, a mask? I mean, I, I just I don't I don't I get it. You know, it's done for fan service because we you know you want the fans to know that this is Superman. But for me, it just doesn't make sense from a narrative perspective. Yep, agreed. Um, so the good for me, the art is is very good. It's nice to see the adventures of of pre fifty two revisited. They have some really nice. Well, you know what I like is that. This pre fifty two Superman is, they they talk about it. He is the rebirth from the death of Superman. So like the death of Superman, he comes back in that suit. You actually said you called it. You looked at that black suit. You go, that's the suit from yeah. That that's the, the rebirth suit in in uh, when when Superman uh, after he gets killed by Doomsday and he comes back. And there's even a panel in this comic where. They kind of re... They show it. They do sort of the Cliff Notes so version. he dies from Doomsday and he goes, you know what? Screw this. And he kind of like ducks. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You mean like when he gets into the fifty, the new 52 universe, he sort of hides out? Yeah, he's like, of, you go fight him. I'm not doing that I'm anymore. not going to fight him. No. I'm going to sit here and watch like HBO. Fuck that noise. I've been there, done that. <laughs> that was no fun at all. I didn't like that. I'm stay home with wifey and the kid. Um... You know, it, it was it was interesting to see that story again. However, just kind of getting into the bad of this issue for for me, it's you know, if I wanted to read about Superman fight Doomsday, I'd just go back and read the death of Superman yeah, but again. But you know what though, I think they're trying to get that new demographic. They're trying to get those kids who are looking and go, wait a minute, Superman died. It, it, it's hard know. to believe. I, I was, I think I was like in my early teens. I'm like 13, 14. When I was, that I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I was like. Nine, ten. So it's hard to believe that that story is so old, but yeah, and I it guess came in the black bag. Yeah, like I a, have that. They, I have that one. Yeah. That's so, important. So I get, you know, for the the younger audience, you need to retread that. For me, I'm just thinking, I'm, you know, I have to spend two ninety nine to simply read the Reader's Digest version of of the death of Superman. Hey, um, they were working on everything else. You know, I, I it's just. For me, this issue didn't do anything to advance... Advance? Advance? advance. This, oh, I'm getting fancy now. This did nothing to advance the plot, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it didn't. It just... At the end of the story, New 52 is still dead. Pre-52 doesn't really do much except give, you know, Lana and New well, Readers but a, a at, recap. But at the end of the, you know, the, the issue, he finally makes that decision and he goes, Well, there has to be a Superman. I, I suppose so. No, it's what he says. I, I suppose, he, he says does, there no, no, has does, to be a Superman. He does. No, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, um, now we're going to get that stupid blue costume with those red tip boots. I don't mind that so I much. I don't like this costume. I, I, I don't mind that so Give much. me the new 52 back. So a favorite moment for me was I, I enjoyed the callback to the Reign of the Superman storyline. Um, I remember when this first came out, and I'm glad to see that DC acknowledged that it still happened. Yep. Did, did you have a favorite moment yes. in this? Um, I liked how, like I said, each Superman had its little different nuance. It's like... Um, he, he goes, sorry, pre-52 goes to new 52's uh, Fortress of Solitude, and apparently he knows the key code to get in, and he knows how to lift the big freaking key. The code is 12345. That's amazing. That's what I have on my luggage. <laughs> anyway, so he goes there, and normally the statues you see are of um, Jor-El and Laura. Mm-hmm. Laura, mm-hmm. and they're holding the world. In this one... He also does um, Jonathan and Martha Kent holding the world. Yeah. And it's in yeah. both. And this Superman didn't even think to do that. Never and he looks and he goes, well, you look at that. He goes, he honored both of them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I liked that he 
wants the memory for new 52 Superman to still kind of be there. So what does he do? He constructs this giant statue of him in between those two families. I, I that was just, a nice moment. It was a nice touch. I, agree, I, I really like that. I agree. I like that. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Green Lantern Rebirth. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, so you didn't like that. This it's one not that as much. I didn't like it. It's turning into a buddy cop story, and I went. Okay, all right. Well, uh, so the writers on this, we got Jeff Johns and uh, and then co-writing with Sam Humphreys, yeah. and then we have artist Ethan Van Skyver. Love his artwork. Uh, again, two ninety nine at your local comic book store or online. Um, so this comic, uh, it, you're right, it does kind of establish a sort of buddy, a sort of buddy cop scenario for the DC universe between the two newest Green Lanterns. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you this right now, I am not a Baz fan. No, really? I'm not. I Now, all of a sudden, you know, yeah. So the two new Greenlanders, they're named Simon Boz and, and Jennifer Cruz. Go, go Jessica ahead. Cruz. Je- Jessica, sorry. Yeah. And he is, he reminds me of, um, of, of Guy Gardner. He reminds me of that, uh, I'm a lantern, I'm better than you. And he's already giving her that knock it off rookie. And I'm like, bitch, you've been here for a year. <laughs> Right, Shut right. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You know? <laughs> and it, it just, the, the, that taunting going back and forth. And, okay. You know. He's kind of a jerk. He he, he, he comes off a little yeah, bit. He's, he's got some hard edges. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, let's talk about the plot. All right, so uh, so it, it sounds to me, one of the, th- we get introduced to these two Green Lanterns. Simon Boss has been around for a while. Jessica's right. a little newer. And it looks as though Jessica may have agoraphobia. Which I kind of like this. It's interesting, right? Uh, Why would... The, and she also... You know, it's one thing. Do you ever notice most of the lanterns, all of them doubt themselves on why they should be a lantern yeah like they're like why me yeah you could have picked anybody else in the world why me even hal jordan's the same way yeah and and, but now you have a character that has a has an anxiety disorder so i i think that's a really interesting she didn't leave the house you know yeah you know when i think the message there too which is if it is it's really great is that you know Having, uh, you know, being brave is not about not having fear. It's right. about having fear and being able to overcome it. And to which, deal with it. Which is what all the, the Green Lanterns are all about. It's not about having no fear. It's about overcoming fear. Yes. Uh, so Or having the willpower to overcome fear. Oh, like that? I see what you did you there, like sir. That? Very good, very good. Um, so... Uh, both lanterns respond to, to the same emergency. It turns out to be a training exercise set up by by Hal Jordan, which I love. By the way, now Hal has become the teacher. He he's the he's the Kilowog. He's Kilowog. He's, he's Sinestro. The, he's the yeah. He's, he he's Sinestro. Sinestro. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Jessica and Simon fail to work together, and in something kind and of Hal bitches them out. It, well, it kind of it, it reminded me of something again. I kind of out of a sitcom where uh, he says, "All right." I'm gonna f- make you two get along. So what does he do? He takes their. He gives power. them their their get along shirt. <laughs> he gives them their get along shirt. That's exactly. He takes what their it lanterns is. and he fuses them together <laughs> and he goes, "Fine, you both need to do it at the same time. You have to be together at all times. Otherwise, your ring ain't worth squat." Oh my god, it's so. Funny. He puts them in a get along shirt, and yeah. I looked and I went. If for those of you that don't know, uh, the, type type <laughs> the get al- meme. type get along shirt basically. Two kids that don't get along, they get like an extra large shirt and they shove their asses both in the same shirt and they have to stay in the shirt until they get along. And you know what? It's what he does. He, he treats them, them the, like children. He gives them the get along shirt. Well said, sir. Well said. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. What if they don't live in the same city, Chris? What a bitch is that going to be if you have to hop on a Greyhound to recharge your fucking ring? Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Or you're in mid-flight and all of a sudden you're diving down, oh crashing. Oh, crapola. Um, um, yeah, so go ahead. So so anyway, um, so it gives him the get-along shirt. Uh, what, what did I like about this? Um, you know, unlike uh, some of the other rebirths I read, this one feels the uh, like it's moving the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we start the issue with an unseen narrator who's observing this guardian getting chained chased by uh, yeah, but he's like aliens. steampunk guardian he or is. something. He is. very unconventional. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got like the Quentin Tarantino briefcase and there's something really valuable in it and he opens it up. And, and it's wipe- rainbowed. It's rainbowed. So it's probably like the rainbow rings. Yeah, it's probably what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we don't know yet. That's so, the thing. So we that, don't know what's in it. That's what I liked about it. It felt like it sort of advanced the, the, the story better. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the hippie uh, he's guardian. The, he's the hippie guardian. He's the guardian that like went out on his own, man. He's and like, he's like, I don't want to conform to what they're man, doing on Oa. We got to like get all of these rings and put them in one rainbow ring, man. You, you watch, dude. I bet you that's what it I is. I bet you that it's is. It's like a, it's a rainbow gauntlet. It's a rainbow They've bright. got an infinity gauntlet of Green Lantern They've rings. got, they've got like the, uh, I don't know, like all the Care Bears powers, like all harnessed in like oh, one ring. By the way, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt. We talked about infinity gauntlet, if you don't mind. Um, just so you guys know, if you guys got the loot crate, uh, apparently they are recalling the Infinity Gauntlet <gasps> oven mitt because you'll burn your fucking hands because they're not working. Are so, you serious? Yeah, I swear to God. It, I put it up on the Facebook page. But, um, so for me, it is now a decoration. Um, somebody oh, asked no. me, somebody asked me, they're like, are you going to get rid of it? I went, no, I control the muffins with these. So, yeah, yeah. just don't try to hold them. Just don't try to hold them. <laughs> Ow, fuck. All right. Continue. All Sorry, right, I right. just wanted people to no, know. No, no, important safety. It's tip. it's a Thank it's a service much. announcement. Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah. Um, you know what? Would you like about? Would you like about Greenland? Did Did you like anything about? No, Greenland? I did. Um, I'm I'm interested for this character, but the other thing too that I like is they pay homage to each of the lanterns before, and they talk about each of them. Like they talk about John Stewart and what he did to the Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle relighting the lantern mm-hmm. you know such a big thing guy gardner being a dick and <laughs> you know what is your contribution i'm a huge tool he's not even a green lantern anymore is he i think he is well he was a red lantern for like the longest time and he fit yeah yeah he fit right in because he's got all that all that all that rage angst boiling up inside of him because he's a ginger it, that's what it is. It's redheads, yeah. right? You can relate. You yeah. you understand this. You know a little I, I, bit about this. I got this. it. I got it. Um, you know wh- what's the bad? Uh, you know, oh. I didn't have any. Ma- for me, I didn't have any major complaints. Um, um, it it still has the slight feel of filler, but yeah. but not. But it's entertaining. So, I, d- I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. It's not really bad, but they. You know, I I get that Baz is of Arabic descent. Yeah, but they yeah. kind of went a little political. They were like. Oh, I'm sorry that you got stopped with a car full of explosives that you didn't know. And I'm looking and I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. So, so if you don't know, so, uh, you know, real quick, because I, I read a little more into this because I, I thought this was interesting. So we this is the first sort of Green Lantern or really any kind of major comic book character yeah. that we have that is of Muslim. Uh, that is Muslim. And so this character, Simon Boz, what, what happened, he, he was a car thief. Mm-hmm. And what happened was he he stole a, a van that happened to be filled with explosives. So he Jason Todded it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, he Jason Todded it. And so while the police the police are chasing him because they have the stolen van, he knows he has the explosives. So and they're about to go off. So he decides to drive the van into uh, an empty building so that it won't harm anyone. He oh, fantastic! Out. But of course, connect. You know, if you're now an in this observer, time and day and age, in this time and day and age. You have, you know, a, a Muslim uh, American uh, driving a, a van full of explosives. People automatically assume that he's a terrorist. So, like I said, I didn't like that they did that. However, I kind of like the the tear between where he looks and he goes, you know, in this world they judge you by the color of your skin, but yet I am I belong to the universe right. where there are blue, purple, orange, right, you know, green right. friggin' people yeah, and yeah. everybody gets along. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, like I said, I like it, but I looked and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a comic book, guys. I, This is, for me, like, it was real light and bubbly. And then all of a sudden, they got to that point, and I went, holy crap, we just turned left. It was it was kind of a dark turn. So, um, But then a quick right. So you don't like the the personality of the character, it right, seems. Right, right. But uh, as far as kind of the story they're trying to tell with him, do you like it? Or yeah, you... I do. Um, the only thing, like I said, for me is I get what they're going for, but if you're going to be light, stay light. Don't, don't, don't do more, that. More consistency don't do in, that. in tone. Yeah. Cause all of a sudden I'm like, I, I want to skip this page, you know? Okay. And like okay. all of a sudden I'm, I, you know, it's not that I felt uncomfortable, but you're like, wow, holy crap. Okay. We just. Called the Green Lantern terrorist. Nice yeah. job. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I hear what you're saying. That the tone felt a little uneven for you. Yeah. I, I think the idea is really interesting. I hope to. I, I want to read more and see what they do with with this character. 
uh, I, I, you know, I'm all about having uh, diversity and inclusivity in, in comic books and having our heroes rep be a, a, a sort of a reflection of who we are culturally as a society. So yeah. I like that. So favorite moment. I just, I love, there's this moment in the comic book that just kind of made me laugh. I was happy to see a Manhunter, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about that. So so the training exercise involved this robot that's called a Manhunter. So for those of you that don't know, they are one of, they were designed to kill lanterns. Well, originally weren't they were like the bounty hunters of the earth, yeah, or of the of the universe to go around and to like grab criminals, and then they were turned on the lanterns. No man escapes the man hunter, or yeah, something yeah. something like that. Um, and they look like a He Man action figure. So, they're 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 Jessica and Simon are talking to each other, and uh, and so Jessica's like you know, because remember he he's already being that cocky. I'm a lantern. You've been a lantern for six months. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll take care of this. And he ends up getting his ass kicked. And, and Jessica's like, well, you were the one who said this won't take long and that robot. And then Simon corrects her, a manhunter. And then she's like, did you even know that before he said before he said it? Before, basically, before, before Hal, Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan told him what it was. And he's like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I like with her is I always like seeing the first... It's one of those, like, windows into, well, if I was a lantern, this would have happened. Where, like, the ring's talking to her, and she's like, what the hell? Right, what right. The, where is this coming from? What and the? I know, for me, I would absolutely love that. And it was telling her the sector. It was, like, 2014. She can't remember. She can't remember. I'm the Green Lantern of Sector... 2814. I... Right. Yes. I like that. I like that, too. Um, Man, we're... So over time, it's not even funny. All right. What do you want to do? Do you want to get to the? Let's uh, just talk about this for a second. You you want to talk about? Uh, you want to talk about Scooby Doo Apocalypse for a second? For a second, yes. Uh, um, okay. Uh, it's written by J M DeMattis and Keith Giffen, uh, two of the funniest uh, writers. I I think it kind of it does a modern update on Fred, Daphne, and Wilma uh, and Shaggy, uh, Velma, Velma and Shaggy. And we kind of get introduced to them on the eve of the apocalypse. Uh, it's This book is done totally tongue-in-cheek. I get it. I get it. I just, I don't know if I'm going to read it. I looked at the cover and went, no. Yeah, yeah. It, they turned Shaggy into a hipster. They did a bunch of stuff. He's and got, I just, you know, the sleeve tattoos. Yeah, he's no. got the spacers in his ears. He's got the, the curly Q barber style yeah, mustache. No, yeah, I'm good. I, I, I thought it was, right. I thought it was now, funny. We're done. All right, we're, we're done with Scooby-Doo. No, okay. we're done. Um, and... We won't have time to do the full review on Green Lantern Rebirth, but uh, which is unfortunate because that that's actually for me was one of the better books. Well, we'll want to continue reading. So yeah, yeah, you know, really, really good. Uh, well, that was Green Lantern we just talked about. You talking about Green Arrow? Green Arrow. Green. We Arrow. will talk about Green Arrow. Um, but yeah, yeah maybe at a later that. podcast we can talk yeah. about Green Arrow because that was one of the better rebirths. He's not books. going anywhere. He's not. He's not. That. He's not. Absolutely. Um, then uh, C Captain America. We want to have a reaction to just kind of Captain America being. Revealed as a I have Hydra a theory. Agent. I have a theory, and I've told you that. Sure, sure. So I just read uh, Captain America Hydra, and so as you know, they have proclaimed that Steve Rogers has now been a uh, Hydra agent, a double agent all along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's Steve Rogers. I think, like you you've said with me, I think Steve Rogers is still old, and I think that guy is a product of a new serum, which I just read. Basically, in the 40s they were bringing back dead soldiers and making them big and buff and they almost look like super soldiers but they were dead but kind of a universal soldier okay All program right. if you will and a little Dolph Lundgren Van Damme action yeah, going yeah, on yeah. there yeah gross um <laughs> so I, I think that somehow some way that Steve Rogers is now either a clone or you know it, it it's not Steve you don't. So you're you're saying I'm it's saying not, you're saying it's not as Steve. as a Captain America fan that is not Steve Rogers. Okay. All, All right. right. No, a lot of people are upset about this. Oh um, my God, they lost their minds. Well, and I, and I should say we talked about issue one Captain America, yeah. and the reason we didn't mention it was because it was actually the issue. It's not in there because it was the free comic book day yeah. edition. So they just give you a little bit of a taste. It they was give not you a story, in there because we would have been going ape shit if, if we had yeah. read that in there. That was like Hacksaw Jim Duggan when he became a Canadian instead of the all-American that he was. It's kind of the same thing. People are heartstruck. Yeah. I, uh, they do that a lot in wrestling, right? You, you go from like... I've heard yeah, yeah, yeah. people that have You're been a face all the time and then you're a heel and then you're just back and yeah, forth, back and forth. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like this, you never expected. And I think that's what they were going for. They wanted that... Do you know what this was? This was the... Um, 
We killed... Well, no, I was going to say we killed Jason Todd, but people were happy. People voted to kill him. Yeah. This... I mean, this, there's been so many, like, controversial turnarounds that you look at and you go, okay, I, did, I didn't see that coming. Well, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, but there are some surprises that you didn't see coming that they make sense. This, to me, doesn't make sense at no. all. I think they did it to, to raise their comic book. And we're sales. talking about it, so I guess it works, but I, I don't know that I'm going to be reading you Captain know, this America. Was, this was the death of, of Captain America. The, Why is it always Cap? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. But this kind of ties into a discussion question that, that I wanted to um, put out there to you and, and to everyone else and just some, something I've been thinking about. And that is, how do we save comic books? You didn't even know that they were in danger, did you? You have to, you have to buy them. You have to buy them. <laughs> Bring money. Bring money and you have to buy them. Um, so my, here, here's my thought about this, Chris. I was thinking about this. I was actually, I was having a conversation with my uncle about this. And so with years and years of storytelling under the belt, the comic book industry faces the delicate balance of, of, of okay, you have to maintain long-term fans. Mm -hmm. You have to attract new readers yep. while also telling interesting stories that are unique. Now, now, from my perspective, okay, the recent trends in the industry suggest that creators may be running out of ideas. Do you know what they're... But also, too, I think what they're doing is is they're they're putting in new new people who are writing, like, every three years. They're like, okay, we like what you did. Get out. They're, they're, not, they're not maintaining writers no. for, for very long. No. Whereas, you know, like, Dick Sprang and, and stuff like that, their stories... His stories went on for years. Look at Stan Lee. Stan Lee was part of the the you know the storyline for years. And, and I should add, he still writes Spider-Man yes. in the in the newspaper comics. So, you know, it's still so so replacing creative teams. Yes. you think is is part of the problem. Yeah, reboots. Uh, we we've done a show Good about reboots. God. Um, this Except is, rebirth. This is this is a problem. But rebirth isn't a reboot, though. It's it's, it's it, another dimension. It's a, no, it's not even another dimension. I'm oh, sorry. It's a paradox. It's a it's a continuation of what they're doing in fifty two, but they're just from a they're doing a course correction in terms of the story. It's a paradox. But they're but they're not discarding the the previous continuity. No, they're still saying everything happened. Um, so I think you know. So it's like Biff getting a casino. It's it's kind of like no is no it would be I'll give you a parallel okay. So, um, Batman Begins was a reboot of Batman, yeah. right? Yes. Right. So, uh, this would be as if, you know, someone decided they wanted to make another Batman movie. But then have that But added. then have the Batman Begins continuity be in the history. So, they reference uh, everything that happened in the Batman Begins I get, I get it. I get it. That's it was just a continuation of really what's going on. But yeah, it just changed yeah. things around. So, so well, anyway. with... with my view that, that comic book creators are running out of ideas and with the Cineflex now just overrun with, with superhero movies, uh, I think that you know we're, we have this, this specter of, of superhero fatigue. Yeah. And, and you know, as someone who grew up in a time when comic books weren't cool... No, agreed. Same, I, I want to see this, you know, having, having comic books now be mainstream, I want this gravy train to just keep going yeah. forever yes. or as long as possible. Yeah. So... Then I was thinking about it. I have some ideas about how to how to save comic books. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, this this one here that you're going to explain. Yeah, uh, yeah. That there's an issue, and I'll tell you the issue. Okay, again. I right. can't wait. Sure, no, no. So my first idea was, don't be afraid to age your characters. However, okay. Well, you tell. Uh, this is what I think, and then yep, you, you, go ahead. you know what you think that the counterpoint, and I would love to hear it. Yep. Um, you know, allow the characters to age in real time, and you then allow them to explore new challenges, like being a superhero and being married. Falling or, and breaking your hip. Getting older. Yeah. I think it would be excellent to well, have Well, and I think they've done that. Like, you know, um, Dark Knight Returns, stuff like that. We dealt with yeah. fat old crotchety Batman. Yeah. But we know yeah. what's going to happen to Batman. We've already... It's been decided. Terry McGinnis is going to take over, and he kind of becomes an Alfred. So, but anyway... And you... Let me ask you, when that happened, did you like that? Batman Batman Beyond, did you like that? Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Um, you know, th there were certain things that I liked, certain things that I didn't like. But like with the aging, I, I noticed this actually in uh, Civil War. Okay. I noticed this. We're getting to the point where Cap was a big World War II hero. Mm -hmm. We are getting farther and farther and farther away from when World War II actually happened. Mm-hmm. So they were like, 
in the 60s they were like oh he's been frozen for 20 years right now steve is all he's 110 years yeah, old yeah yeah you yeah. know and we're like holy crap you know pretty soon he's really gonna be gonna like be 200 years old he's gonna be too, he's gonna be like <laughs> why don't we just have like a cap a captain america from the, it's gonna be like captain america of the civil war <laughs> You know, it really is. And and that's exactly what I'm saying, Chris, is don't don't reboot him. Let him age normally. Yeah, but then he's gonna eventually have to die. And, and then they're gonna bring him back. And I'm And then they're gonna die. But don't but don't do that. See that I'm so not So you just want the character to they don't want them to ruin their money. I and I think that's what comic book companies are afraid to do. Yeah. Everyone identifies Steve Rogers as Captain America, everyone identifies Oh no, no, Bruce there's Wayne there's there's six Captain Americas now. Well, and that's my point is that DC did this really well before they before they had the new 52 is you had generations yeah. having this mantle. So yeah. how many flashes have there been? 4. We Five. Have Jay, Jay Garrick. Yep. We've had Barry, Barry Allen. Allen, we've had Wally, Wally West, Impulse, and then we had Bart Allen. Yeah. Oh. And you know what? That's fine. That 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 works, but I I think comic book companies are afraid to take that nope. risk. I, I like that. Well, you know, I thought um, a different telling of the story, like Batman Incorporated. Mm-hmm. I loved that idea. And and when Bruce is killed, mm-hmm. that Dick, of course, is to take over the mantle of Batman. And he, you know, and it was kind of cool telling that story because what does Dick always say? The one thing I wanted in this world was not to be him. And what am I? I'm him. And right. it's cool telling his story on and and they also have like the doomsday prophecy of Damien becoming Batman. And he's got guns and yeah, all this kind of stuff yeah, and the yeah. city burning behind him. Sure, and, sure. So I mean I could definitely see that, but for the hardcore readers, they're gonna be like, I want Bruce back. Yeah, and, and I just think I'm gonna speak to you, hardcore readers. I, I, I get it. I understand Bruce Wayne, you know, is Batman. However, if we always, if we're so, if we're too rigid with that and we're not willing to allow the characters to progress, they're going to, uh, I don't know, I don't think redundant is the right word, but they're, they're just, yeah. they're going to become stale. No, and I, I agree. think we have to, we have to innovate. So, um, so second point, do away with reboots. Instead, establish legacies. Yeah, which we've talked about. Um, innovate. Uh, cre- you know, this is the perfect time for, for creators on both sides to create new characters, ones that are representative of the, the, the current cultural diversity, but also address problems related to the real world. So more stories about inequality of wealth, stigma of mental illness, yeah. gun control, prejudice, uh, you know, all of the things that we deal with. You know, and there were certain issues. There are certain key issues that, you know, you try to find. Look at when Speedy was a speed addict, you know? He, yeah, that, yeah. That is a very controversial issue, but yet it is so collectible that, you know, I, at Megacon, I looked and it was $600. I mean, it's, it's Speedy being a drug addict. And people want that because of how that is. It, it, it's the it, it is the human condition. You're telling a story about the human condition and what using... was going on at the time. Yeah, because that yeah. was in the '80s during the height of this AIDS epidemic and stuff like that. Especially mm-hmm. when they're finding out that that the drug addicts with with their needles and exchanging and we're, we're you know, and here they are talking about it and you see him all like narked out and it was something that was so close to the time people were like oh wow and, and, and sat there and they had to speak and all of a sudden they're like. Green who? And they, they kind of put him on, you know, yeah, not yeah, want to yeah. put him on the map. No, but... no, no, no. But I, I hear what you're saying is that it was a story that really resonated with people. I just, I think if, and, and I'm, I'm just going to con- conclude with this. And I really would like to hear people, if you, if you have oh, yeah, an opinion please. about this, please email us at justusnerdspc at gmail uh, or uh, send us on uh, a message on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, or send us a message on our, our Facebook page. But I'm going to conclude my, my statement with this, and that is just you, you look at a character like Spider Man. Uh, under the writing of Stan Lee, he was allowed to graduate high school, yep. graduate college. Yep. He was even and manage married. And manage college and high school while still fighting supervillains. Right. Um, manage his GPA. And, and it didn't hurt the character. Well, no, look at, look at um, Superman. He got married. In some continuity. Yeah, and then, you know, they, they did away with it. But, you know. And, and that's my problem is that you, you say that, 
well, people can't relate to someone who's married uh, or has children. Uh, I'm, I love comic books. I'm married. I got a baby on the way. Yeah. You know, uh, and I know that there's a lot of other people like me that, you know, they're married, they have children, they have lives uh, that include, you know, not just single, you know, not just single lives. Right, and I agree with that, but you got to remember, also, too, the other thing is we want to get new readers. So... You know, like what Batman did. Batman did for years. What did they introduce? They introduced a child character to make the new comic book readers go, Hey, he's just like me. He's just I like can me. be like him. Now, you're like, Hey, look, Spider-Man's got to pay his electric bill. You know? <laughs> he's and like me. He's like me. <laughs> but we don't. You know what? I get that. But we also want to attract those new readers. We want them to look and go, Oh, look, he's in high school. Or, oh, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a purist. But I'm also a fan of leaving them kind of where they're at because for those new readers who are discovering these these heroes and look and go, oh, wow, look at Spider-Man has to deal with bullies. I had to deal with bullies. Why does he knock them out? Oh, because with, you know, great power comes res- great responsibility. You know, it's, it's... I hear you. I just think if we keep telling the same story over and over again... I just think it's a selfish we're, thing. We're in danger of... Because we all have our Spider-Man, yeah. our Batman, and we always want that to be yeah. so. But I think in the larger picture, we run the risk of making this thing that we love very stale and not innovating and not, and not no, growing. Agreed. So, agreed. anyway, do you have a different opinion? I'd like to hear from you. Uh, we would like to hear from you, justusnerdspc at gmail.com. All right, uh, so moving on to our uh, movie talk section. Uh, this is real quick, just hit and run. This is another edition of We Pitch It and You Cast It. Yo, he said that right. <laughs> I don't like saying that because I know I'm going to screw it you're up, gonna, so I'm, I'm happy you, you say that. We Pitch It, You Cast It. Look at that. All right, here we go. Um, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to cast and choose a director for an old man Logan film. And and folks, let's try not to use Hugh Jackman. Yeah, let's let, go outside the box. I'm only making one rule. You can't use Hugh Jackman. So old man Logan, uh, if you haven't read it, you should. Story about Wolverine uh, set in the future. With the Hulks and Magnetos and all this kind of stuff. All this great shit. Basically, you know what's cool with old man Logan is... Um, it's like Mad Max meets the X-Men. That is exactly... Perfect. Yeah. Perfect description. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, good luck. Um, let's let's say uh, two weeks. Let's yeah. give two weeks from the date of this uh, podcast, uh, and we'll, we'll see what we hear back. Again, you can send those responses to justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on our YouTube page perfect. or leave us a comment on our Facebook facebook page all right all right uh so now we're ready for toy box and uh well we got a bento we do we okay got, we got a bento we box kind of should have done this maybe in the comic book reading section yeah that's all but right but it's not, not really, really toys not really toys but that's okay. okay so this is a new uh monthly subscription box that i got we don't have a little song for it we'll, we'll figure something out um it's by a company called comic bento okay okay um it's a monthly subscription and it is a graphic novel monthly subscription. So for this one, they gave me four graphic novels. Um, and each story is tied to a theme, like everything else. Okay. And this one is, this month's rewriting history. All right. So it involves um, people, time traveling. And right. how they change the past and everything like that. And the four chronicles, that, or the four titles they gave me is uh, Ivar Timewalker. It's called Making History. It's okay. by Valiant Comics. Not familiar um, with that one. Written by Fred Van, uh, Clayton Henry, Robert Gill, and um, and and colored by uh, Raoul Allen. What's cool? Oh, oh, Robert Gill. Yeah, Robert Gill. Sorry. No, I don't. I don't know who he is. Oh, you should. <laughs> he's he's Robert Gill. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, and they give a little summary about what each each thing is. Sure, sure. So, but you know, they they kind of start off with. You know, one that everybody knows, and it's X-Men Days of Future Past. And great story. Absolutely great story. I love it. Um, I, 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 you know, I loved reading this as a kid. It, But it's kind of neat for me to tell people that it's not Wolverine who travels in time. It's actually Kitty Pride. Yeah, the story's very and different. Yes, uh, from, from the, the movie. movie. 
So people look at that. Um, it's a great read if you guys get a chance. And then we should do a, a have you read on on oh, that. We should do a idea. have you read discussion. Uh, the story of us. It's mankind volume. The Bruce one. Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer movie. No, no. This is a <laughs> History Channel produced comic book. Um, this is really. This cool. is off the show called The Story of Us, and this one is about. Um, the well, us. ancient Egyptians, it, ma- ma- mankind, kind yeah, of. Kind it, of yeah, the, it starts off from the the you know the Neanderthals to the cavemen all the way uh, to to Viking era, and that'll be the next issue. Uh, the next season will so, be to that. I know it goes to the Crusades. I'm sorry. I know we're in the summer months, and I know some of our younger listeners might be getting ready for their history final exams. This you, you might want to pick this up. This is pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, re- right. read this. Before. So Ivar Timewalker. Um, this, like I said, this isn't this isn't one that that I'm familiar with. Is it Van Dam? No. You know what? It should be. No, that's Time Cop. Oh, okay. Um, at this very moment in Geneva, Switzerland, history is being made. Thousand meters underground, inside the the Large Hydron Collider. A uh, researcher is about to discover time travel. And what's scarier than time travel? Clowns. Nazis. Oh. Carnies. Yeah, exactly. Circus folk. Nomads. Nomads. Smell like cabbage. Yes. Small hands. Now, anyway, so I'll, I'll talk about that one. That's actually a different comic book. Okay. Um, so this one, it, there obviously somebody gets a hold of the time traveling starting trying to conquer the world and going around and kind of like Biff kind of trying to change things. All right. So I'm going to give it a shot. Like I said, it didn't cost, you know, that much for me. How much is the bento box? Now it's 25 bucks a month. And you get four graphic novels? Yeah, and I'll, it's actually what I wanted to do at the end. I'm going to, I'm going to read the prices off to oh, all of it oh, so okay. we can yeah, look at yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. But the last one that I'm really excited about, it is called The Kronos Commandos. Yeah, I like this. It is set in World War II. Basically, the Nazis have developed time travel. Well, so have the Americans. And basically, they don't want the Nazis to screw it up so that way they would take over the world. They go back, and in this issue, they go back to BC with all the dinosaurs. And you see, like... These and it looks like Sergeant Rock and the Commandos. Um, this is by Stuart Jennett. He created, written, and illustrated. Oh wow! I mean, this guy really, really uh, put his heart and soul into this. And it's it's by Titan Comics, but it's really cool. Like you see them going through. I will be borrowing this. Yeah. From you. Tell tell them the name of their time machine because I think that's oh, that's it's it's really cool in classic forty style. They have a pinup girl on it and has this little pinup girl with a clock. And her name is Just Teen Time. <laughs> I love that. That's and they awesome. have little hash marks on every time that they've jumped. Oh, And cool. they call it the Apple. That is what the name of the ship oh, the, is. Oh, okay. So they call it the Apple. But, like, they're going through and the, you know, squad's getting picked off by dinosaurs. And the Nazis are there doing developmental research. And that's kind of when they, they, you know, take over... So far, I think it's kind of hilarious because they go back in time and Albert Einstein is part of a member of their research crew and he's, Kick, he's, killing, he's killing people with a Thompson. So, but it's, it's, so far, the it's really interesting. for ass-kicking is E equal MC squared. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> um, but all in all, I want to I read these options. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Kronos, Kronos Commanders is $14.99. Okay. $15. Okay. Ivory Time Walker. $10 comic. The History Channel. It's a $15 comic. And X-Men Days of Future Past is a $20 comic. Oh, wow. So you cool. are getting almost $60 worth of, of comic books for $25 a month. That, that is a deal. And it comes at the end of the month. Um, this is going to be a subscription that I think I'm going to hang on to for a while. And I think this will be a, a staple for the show. So We'll definitely need um, to come up with a theme when, song. When the Kronos Commanders, when I'm done reading it, mm-hmm. I, I want to do a review and, and so we can actually talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, that, w- that would be great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Okay, well, just to close out Toy Box, I, I said I was going to talk briefly about the uh, Wave 4 Marvel Legends Spider-Man series. which right. is they're Spider-Man. Uh, a vi- <laughs> Available on pre-order. Oh, you want to do more than that? Yeah, just a, just a smidge. Just, oh, okay. a, just a scotch. Um, they're available right now for pre-order on BigBadToyStore.com for $149.99 uh, for the six figures. Uh, in this series, the, the Build-A-Figure is... You ready? It's Space Venom. Oh, God. It's Venom. But, but in space. space! Yeah. 
Um, it's coming so, with a rocket ship. So th- this is a cool looking series. It includes the Ultimate Spider-Man Peter Parker uh, and Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, they both come with uh, alternate uh, heads that you oh, can switch neat. out, so you, you can get the maskless uh, uh, face. Um, we have a Hobgoblin uh, figure, I think, also that comes with two alternate uh, heads. Um, we have a comics-accurate Electro. I'm really excited for that one because yeah. I, I... I don't have, see many Electros. No, no. They, uh, Toy Biz had come out with one, but it had like this very poor articulation, so that, um, that I'm really excited for that one. Uh, we have uh, Silk, who I don't know if you're familiar yes, with Silk. Yes, yes. Um, I, I do like this sort of like a female Spider-Man. She's not Spider-Woman. She's like an Electra kind of Spider-Man. She is. She's sort of like, yeah, very good. Sort the of Ninja like Assassin yeah, kind of way. Yeah. Looks really cool. And then this one I'm, I'm really excited about too is we get an Ashley Barton Spider-Girl. Oh, so cool. So if you've read Old that Man is, Logan. Yeah, Old Man Logan. Um, she is Hawkeye's granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm But really she's Spider-Girl. But she's Spider-Girl. So Take that. I'm really excited for that. Um... Well, folks, that is all the time we have for our show, but we just want to remind you to join us on June 25th, 2016 at 7640 North Wickham Road, Suite 108. What are we going to be doing there, Jay? We are going to be celebrating the Spider-Verse party at our, with our friends at Vieira Comics. I'm going to be Spider-Ham. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm going to be Spider-J. Uh, no, Spider- I'm Spider-Ham. You're going to be Spider-Ham. I'm going to be Spider-J. See, that's I, not I, fine. I, 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 all right, you be Spider Ham and I'll be Spider. Uh, I don't know what's the equivalent of but I'll be Spider Tofu Ham. I don't know. I don't know. Tofurky. Uh, Tofurky. I'll be Spider Tofurky. There you go. Yay! Um, so come out and join us on June twenty fifth. They're going to be bring your best cosplay from the Spider Verse. Wear any Spider gear. Any Spider gear at all. They're going to be doing free artwork. There's going to be ten percent off of all Marvel graphic novels, figures, pop, and and statues. Um, yeah, artist cool as heck is going to be there doing free eight and a half by eleven head this sketches. This stuff is awesome. I've seen the work. Cool as heck is great art. Uh, Make them laugh. Films is going to be there putting on a spider show all day long. It should be a really good time, and we're going to be recording our podcast. Yes, yeah, we're going to be there, and you're also going to sit down. We're going to be able to talk with the owners. We're going to talk with all different kinds of people through. Um, our special Spider-Verse extravaganza episode. Super overstuffed, overlong Zack Snyder edition version of Justice Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> um, make sure you email us at justicenerdspc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Like us on YouTube. Uh, you were you were watching. You uh, thought I was going to uh, forget, uh, didn't uh. you? Um, and like us on SoundCloud. So and like us on SoundCloud. <laughs> it wouldn't be a show unless I forgot something, Chris. Uh, that is all the time we have. Chris and I have got to saddle up the fire mares and ride out. We thank you so much for listening. And until next time, remember that fame is an empty purse. Eat it, go hungry. Count it, go broke. Seek it, go mad. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye and take care. See ya. See ya.